Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Scale Ups Japan. Well, we're finally approaching a small step forward on the long journey back to normal. Yes, starting next week on August 9th, Americans who are fully vaccinated are going to be able to enter Canada for discretionary travel without any quarantine, without any fixed hotel stopover, and without that eight day testing requirement. And the current plan is to extend that change to other international travelers starting September 7th. So, knock on wood, all is going to go well, and, and this is an important point, and other countries will also ease their own travel restrictions. In fact, we're already seeing Europe take positive steps. So, even with the threat of a broader surge due to new variants, Governments seem to feel more confident managing the risks as the vaccine rollout expands around the world. So, from the Canada side, Japanese should be able to visit Canada for business or well, personal reasons in just a few weeks. I'm guessing this will highlight a few issues around vaccine types, dosages, intervals, maybe mixing, and documentation, just to name a few. These are issues governments around the world are going to need to address in order to smoothly open their borders. Hopefully, other countries will have a chance to learn from this early Canadian experience. And then, let's hope that as the Olympics and Paralympics successfully wrap up, and as the COVID surge in Japan flattens out, that fully vaccinated Canadians will be able to enter Japan and we can reignite our personal relationships and accelerate our business initiatives. Overall, I'm optimistic that we're going to be boarding planes well before year end with good, safe health protocols in place by all the major airlines. For that reason, I'm going to plant the seed for how you should approach this in person opportunity. And I'm going to call this approach Unpack Your Suitcase Every Trip. What do I mean? It's simple stay long enough to unpack your suitcase. Avoid the crazy whirlwind trips that have you arriving late Sunday night from Canada with back-to-back -back meetings for two to three days along with evening entertainment before you race to the airport for Hong Kong or other stops on your Asia trip. I remember one startup a few years back that visited and they were so proud having visited nine countries in just under two weeks. It was absolutely exhausting for them. And no, it's not an effective approach to develop business although your CFO may suggest it's a good way to manage finances for a scale-up. Instead, plan a two-week block to base yourself in Tokyo or wherever your major activities in Japan take place. Longer may be tough on family, and yes, the travel budget as well. Shorter won't let you really develop the business. And by the way, you've spent the last 18 months working remotely, so why can't you do the same from your temporary base in Tokyo with just a bit of time zone juggling? The benefits are huge. You can show customers, partners, and other stakeholders that you're really committed to the Japan market by spending time locally. You can follow up with part uh, people directly. And funny enough, it's often easier to get help from the other scale-up teams back home when they know you're on the road and waiting to present that information from headquarters. You can build personal relationships with more time available for lunches and dinners without the pressures of back-to-back -back meetings. 
and you can accommodate your contacts schedule as well. You can learn more about the business environment even just through osmosis, visiting events, hitting stores, watching the media. All these adventures will give you cultural experiences that can help you explain requests from customers and negotiate help from other scale-up teams back home. And lastly, you can meet with a wider range of prospects beyond just the immediately visible deals on the table. That makes it easier to keep the sales funnel well-stocked with potential leads and to learn more about their use cases, perhaps, or just customer requirements in general. And the good news is, these extended trips can be done on a relatively small budget. There's a huge range of accommodations today from different Airbnb places to business hotels. There's a ton of co-working spaces available if you need that office space during your stay. And there's a ton of reasonable food options, etc, etc, etc. So it doesn't have to be particularly expensive as it might have been 10 or 15 years ago. Well, that's it for today. Be optimistic that travel to Japan is going to open up early in the fourth quarter and consider an extended trip, especially for this first trip, to re-engage with your business partners or to launch your early G2M activity. In other words, unpack your suitcase and really push your opportunities forward and keep your scale up in front of your regional competitors. This is Paul Kilbank. Thanks for listening today. And join me again tomorrow for another episode of Scale Ups Japan.